Hey guys, welcome to Creativity Level Zero. I'm Steve. And I'm Jim. And let's get right into it. <laughs> uh, so how was your week, Jim? It's good. It's good. It's good? Any, good. Anything happen? That was, um, uh, ooh, anything big? Anything big happen? Let's see. Yeah. Uh, we celebrated my mother's birthday this okay. weekend. Yeah, we did an escape room. Oh, wow. An escape room with your family. Yeah, you'd think it was going to be crazy. Like, you'd think it would be family chaos. But what ended up happening was it was like family chaos for 10 minutes, and then they couldn't figure out what to do, and then they're just like looking at me. And I'm like, oh, I think that's the code. And then they're like, oh! And then all of a sudden, they're just like, where should we look next, Jim? Where should we look next? Yeah. So I was going to say, who was the leader? Because there should always be a leader. My mom was the leader. It's her birthday. Right. Right. But I I did the puzzles. <laughs> but it was fun. I just you on all the puzzles. Okay, Jim, go solve that one next. No, no, I'd be like, why don't we, why don't we look at the book? And then they'd be like reading the book. Here's all the codes, and I'd be like, why don't we map the codes to that? But my family did really well. I think we did really well. We only got, um, what's that? Did you escape the room? Yeah, I. It was actually my favorite escape room. It was the um. We went in. Uh, do you remember where Bell works? The Bell Labs building. Yeah, yeah. They converted that into like a mall, and uh, yeah, there's an escape room there, and it was really good. I'd highly yeah. recommend. Yeah, because um, the puzzles weren't annoying. Like I've been to some escape rooms where they purposefully make it so that like, it's obnoxiously hard, and they do it. In a way that like, like one one time I had uh, you know those little Rubik's cube pieces things that are like a mental puzzle where you have to put it together and it forms a perfect cube or like a weird shape and it locks right. in. But then as soon as you take it apart, right, and like it's a brain teaser puzzle, like those take an hour usually if you've never done them before. <laughs> and like they just had that in one of the rooms one time, and. I was with my sister at the time in this in this this one with the brain teaser thing. And I remember looking at it, I just I was like I was like, Karen, I don't I don't think we should even try. I think we should just tell the guy we don't want to do this because this is gonna take an hour. And then the guy comes in and he's like, Yeah, you know, this one takes people some time and he comes in with a piece of paper because he's got the answer. And they're color coded and he's like, Hmm, I can't seem to get it together and he spent like ten minutes. Oh yeah. my god. And that's the that those are the ones that I'm kinda like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. For me, I think the worst one was in terms of challenges was uh in Atlantic City I did one. And it was supposed to be boardwalk themed and like boardwalk Ooh. games. Yeah. But one of them was a ring toss game, but they put the ring toss like close to you. And behind a plexiglass. So you're like trying to toss this oh. ring. You have, it's it's literally a dexterity test. There's no there's no like test of anything else. You're literally trying to get this ring on there. And not only are you supposed to get one ring, you're supposed to get two rings uh, on there. And it's just like an L-shaped hook. Like oh, a wow. like a wishbone. Yeah, yeah. And you need one one ring to go on one side, one ring to go on the other side, because the weight of both rings is what allows it to. And so that's impossible. First of all, like as I was doing it, I just kept banging my arm on the <laughs> glass that was right there. And then so, then the guy comes in, he's like, you know, a lot of people, I know you guys are having difficulty with this, but a lot of people don't put like one ring inside of another 
And so then it's like a ball, and then you just have to toss this one giant. Oh, and all the rings it. are in there at the same time. Yeah, and it's just like, okay. I mean, I guess if I thought abstractly like that, but either way, I wasn't able to get even one ring on there. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's obnoxious. It's yeah. not like they're trying. It's like it's like they're making the room, and they're like, oh, this room is too boring. Let's put something impossible, so they have to get right. stuck. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the other thing that I didn't uh, that well, so this was a good room. It was a really good. It was a good puzzle. Only one thing didn't work, which usually a lot of times things don't work. Only one thing didn't work, which was like you're supposed to open a chest and a laser beam shines out. Like the laser beam didn't shine out until we like looked around and we would just like wave to the camera people and they were like, oh shoot, and then they like press the laser beam button, you know. <laughs> um, the other the other thing that was funny was. So my mom, so we start the room, all right? And you get a bunch of stuff, right? Like flashlights and all this stuff. And right. we get we get a, a puzzle piece. It's some sort of like an Aztec drawing that eventually you need for the last room, all right? And my mom takes it and there's like a tiki tower thing and the mouth is open and she's like, maybe maybe we feed the clue to the tiki god. And I was like... I don't know about that. It's like, yeah, 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 there's nothing else to do in this room. Let's do it. So I take it and I put it in. I just hear like a thud. And I was like, oh, that was definitely wrong. Like that looked like it went down the back of something. Oh, God. <laughs> and that definitely yeah, wasn't supposed to happen. Like, Great. We're never getting that back. No. <laughs> no. So, and so then when we got to the final room, we had to tell the guy. We were like, oh, so we kind of lost the piece into the guy's face. <laughs> like, that was that. But it was so fun. I love those escape rooms. I think it was really cool. And they let us, because of COVID, they let us do, um, like, you can get the whole thing to yourself. You don't have to uh, have, like, random people with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the one I did for the boardwalk one, I had random people, too. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, it was a bachelorette party or something. Yeah. That could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying it's the worst because, like... You either don't know to be like a little more reserved and be like, hey, what do you guys think? Or do you want to be like, okay, they're idiots. Let's just do this. Yeah, I think that was more of what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Or like if they have the locks, I've legitimately had this happen to me. It even happened to my dad in this last weekend where like one person does the lock with the code. And for whatever reason, they just can't get it to open. And then someone else just comes along and does the same exact thing, but it opens. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes them feel bad because you're like, oh, I, you don't know how to open a lock, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the worst because then you like eliminate that from a from a thing. It's like, oh, that code doesn't open this lock. You know? Right, right. Yeah, because they checked it for you, you know? Right, right. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we did that. And then um, trying to think what else. Oh, yeah, we had the really warm weather coming back. Did you know that? Yeah, well, yeah. it's been up and down. Every day we had a warm weather day. The next day it snowed. So, Wait, you had snow? Yeah. Oh, that's right. It snowed. What was that yeah, Saturday? Was that, uh, yeah, there was the the snow squall. <laughs> just out of nowhere, just snow yeah, everywhere. Nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that you're saying that, I uh, at, at the party, my mom wanted ice cream. My my dad didn't get enough desserts, so she's like, "How can you have cake without ice cream?" 
And my dad was like, I don't know. I didn't think they'd go hand in hand. And so I was like, all right, I'll go out and get the ice cream. Uh, what flavor do you want? Mom's like, you know, anything that goes with cake. I'm like, oh, God. Okay. Oh God! So I go to the store and I'm like, I'm gonna get two flavors because you just never know. Um, and on the way back, it was like the massive snowstorm that just. Oh yeah, yeah. Blanketed. Oh, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. Okay, go ahead. No, that was it. No, good. Oh, okay. Now I was gonna say we sometimes I like to treat our show like. Uh, you know, like a history chronological thing history of event. History channel, yeah. History channel. So, so I'm only gonna we're only gonna briefly talk about this, but um, you know, the pandemic is kind of ending. We're um, you know, my work has actually issued a notice that masks will be optional March starting March seventh. Wait, for, March seventh? Yeah, that's like next week or something. Two weeks from now. Yeah. I'll have to go back and check to when you said they had to be optional. I feel like it was around March, though, of two years ago. No, oh, not maybe. optional. Mass required. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's for sure. Yes. <laughs> no, March we March two years ago, we were closed down. Yeah, so. Oh, that's right. We were making masks out of anything because no one was get, able to get masks at that time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so then... So we got that, and then alongside we have um, the whole Russian invasion of Ukraine. Oh, do you know, do you know anything about about that, Jim? No, I texted you, and I oh, said, yeah, yeah. I said, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Well, I'm not too sure. I mean, it's all brand new. It just happened last night, but um, I saw some funny memes that were like. <laughs> You know, oh, oh, us millennials over here. Two economic crisis, you know, a global pandemic and World War Three is. <laughs> well, didn't you say there was like uh, uh, Earth sacred nectar there or something? Like, what? didn't you say there was oil there or something? There, it's it's supposedly like the breadbasket of of Russia. Like, mm, I, I think it's supposed to be like, uh, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's for oil. I I I heard today that it's not for oil, but um uh, maybe maybe it's just you know good resource wise in other ways. I'm not too sure. I don't know much about Ukraine. Um uh, but you know, um uh, but obviously there's there's some gain for for Russia to have it. Um so yeah, so we'll see in the upcoming weeks. We'll see by next week what 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 happens with it, you know, we'll 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 keep you guys informed. Um, but everything's just starting now, so <laughs> yeah. On the news, on the creativity level, level zero news segment that we're bringing in. Segment. And now, <laughs> <laughs> so so actually today, uh, our listeners may remember one of our guest our guest appearances. I guess was issue like what a year ago. Oh right. She was she was from New York telling us what COVID was like when the when the COVID zombie apocalypse was happening there. Yeah. And she 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 and I were talking like last year and she asked me something about like uh history or something and we came to the conclusion that that it's weird that like the countries are kind of like settled now. It's not like the 1700s where they were still doing invasions that was like still kind of okay. 
like mm-hmm. now it's kind of not okay to take over countries and so it's just interesting how creative like countries have to be you know <laughs> to be like yeah that was mine and now it's back or like i'm not taking it over i'm protecting it like you know you yeah, know yeah that was, that was yeah that was what he had for the original like uh what was it a couple date like like last week or something Russia had taken some territory, but they just said, oh, those were just, like, independent nations that, you know, they just wanted to come to Russia. We're now, like, protecting them. Yeah. They were out <laughs> there in the as, cold. They're going in as peacekeepers, yes. Yeah. They were they were rebels out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's interesting because then I was thinking about, like, Myanmar and Taiwan and Ukraine. And it's like, I actually do think it would be legally okay for the world if they get absorbed into these superpowers because nobody's going to contest a superpower like if china absorbs taiwan through a battle or not i i find it very hard pressed that another superpower is going to be like yeah i want to go to war over that tiny country right similarly to like ukraine it's it's not like the north korean wars and stuff like that where it's very political Mm -hmm. now it's in vietnam you know now it's like not as political anymore Right, right, yeah. But I mean, I, and I think the point uh, these days is that there's a lot of, it, it's, it's you know, the world is globalized at this point. Yeah. And so there's other ways to deal with people other than forcibly absorbing them into your country. Yeah. You know, there's diplomatic ways you can you can do with stuff. And that doesn't result in you know, bloodshed and people die. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's <laughs> just a... the whole reason why warfare these days is just generally condemned, you know, and especially for a reason such as, you know, oh, I'm just going to absorb you into my lands, you know. Yeah. Land land expansion has not been a reason for war for, I, I you know, since like World War II or something. Yeah, pretty know? much World War II. I guess, yeah, because yeah, the other ones weren't. There, there are a few you know, here and there, like in the Balkans and yeah, and stuff like that, uh, which I was told today. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there's, I, I, there's... I said that not since World War II, and somebody had said, oh, you know, there's some wars in the Balkans that happen. I mean, the know. wars in the Middle East are continual, and those are over land. But that's a religious yeah. land, right? It's, right? it's like they're using religion as a reason to do that. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, but I mean... <laughs> right, which, right, yeah. It's, what's interesting to me is how uh like dedicated to their country so many people are um when like as as americans like as being born here and even in canada you see so many cultures in your country right it's like a very big what was the word melting pot yeah right so like when you when you're here you kind of feel like anyone in the world could be here but in those other countries, and, and, and in fact, every country I've been to outside of Canada and the States, it's completely just those people. It's very, right. very little diversity. And I think that's what creates a lot of this tension, too, because no diversity there. I think that's changing globally. Again, like everyone is starting to be like, like the globalization, just people are working oh, everywhere yeah. now. And so um as long as you consider yourself like you know uh, a first world country you're you're gonna have this this melting of different you know uh cultures just together you know um america and canada are different because unlike 
the other countries which were already established, you know, they were colonized. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> already it was just formed by immigrants. And so it makes sense that, you know, it became a land of immigrants. You know? That's true. I guess Australia would be the same. That's very immigrant-based. They threw the the prisoners, prisoners there. there. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I also wanted to follow up from our last episode. So I was talking to one of our mutual friends uh, about Star Wars movies. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a man of culture. I, I would think you're also a man of culture. We have a, a very refined taste. I'd like to say we'd have our finger on the pulse of America. You know, we embody sure. millennials, right? Exactly. Right. Yes. And so... Yeah. You look at both of us, it's, this is exactly what... If you had looked up millennial in the encyclopedia, it'd be a picture of Jim and I. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yes. So I feel like we're we're on female versions. Right. We put a, a, a filter. Yeah. <laughs> Unisex gender. That's right. Um so we were talking about the Star Wars movies and I met I, I actually asked them that question I asked you, which was what was the name of the last movie? Like at that point, like, you know, nobody even knows. But um when we were talking about it. Uh, they just happened to casually mention that they did not like the prequels, the first three movies in the like nine movie saga. Right. And of course, I have to speak up for for us, you know, movie files or whatever you want to call them, cinephiles. cinephiles. You know, the episode one, the first one in there is decent. You know, that's a great movie. I love it. I also love it. And and we got into a little talky talk, you know, and. Uh, what I did was I was like, you know what? I'm actually curious, and this was a curiosity. Which movies made the most money? Like realistically, which movies made the most money? And it and there's a bunch of like ways to value inflation. So like the list is kind of shifting a little bit, but essentially, um, you know, the newest one out of the new sequels. I think. That's right. The newest one is the biggest. Yeah. And then a new hope is in there. Um. And then one more of the older ones is in there. And then episode one, right there. And then all the other ones. And like the other two prequels were at the bottom. So it's yeah. not so it's not like those are very beloved, but at least episode one was. So I just want to uh you know ask if you're it's hard to say about beloved. I know a lot of people that, that hate on that movie so much. I love that movie. I think it's, you know, quintessentially Star Wars. Of course. Yeah. I, I it was and as a kid you just I you just loved it when he saw that double bladed lightsaber coming up you oh, know yeah. like he he sent one blade out mm -hmm. and then there was a pause and then another blade came out and you're I like crazy I think we I think we saw that in the theaters like multiple times yeah <laughs> yeah I went crazy when that happened but I think they were smart um, what's it called there was a huge gap between the original movies oh, and yeah. Episode One. So there was a lot of hype for a new Star Wars movie, which is probably what drove that. Price. Oh, yeah. I think they went for it. toys, honestly, and kids. I think they went in saying, let's get a whole new generation of people who want to watch these movies. And they made it like lighter hearted, lots of pew pew special effects. Right. I remember like they had droids in there rather than people. Right. So it was like very more modern and it was for kids. Right. Like the racing yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so what I did this week, and it's going to tie in to, to, to the topic today. Oh, great. 
Yeah, yeah. So so I had a very, um, you know, <laughs> interestingly enough with the with the timing, I had a very Russian week. <laughs> Russian week. Okay. Wait, do you know any Russian words yet? Yeah, da, da. Okay. I think we all know that one, da. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also know beer. It's piva. 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 Yeah. It doesn't sound like it feels like it needs a little huh in it, you know? <laughs> Need some husband. Yeah, husp. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I had just a couple nights ago um some borscht, some homemade borscht. Borscht. Okay. What is yeah, that? Which is like a beet and cabbage like stew. Yeah, very traditional Russian. Yeah. And uh yeah, yeah. And then we we had that with with vodka and then Russian music playing in the background. It was like about super Russian. I feel Russian just hearing it. In my head, I have an image of this. But tell me, how was the food? Because I don't think I've ever had beets and said, I want to eat more. It was good. I had a second ball. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just it wasn't just like vegetables. There was um beef neck in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. That is a part of the animal. You can eat, that I guess. That is a part of the animal. Yeah, no, it was good. It tasted fine. It tastes like beef. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's like a beef stew. No, no, no. Just little pieces of beef in there. The majority is not beef. It is beef stock. Okay. Okay, with pieces of beef. Hmm. But the majority of what's inside there are beets, cabbage, and vegetables. Yes. With I mean, I'd eat, I, th- I feel like I'd eat it. But I mean, yeah. you love ramen, so I feel like you might you might be even more privy to loving that. You know, you might like it. True, true. You don't you don't feel like soups a meal. No, no. You you to you soups like a side dish. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. kind of is, right? It's like you know. Yeah, you could eat soup as a main dish, Jim. Yeah, if, if you my were... entire life I've grown up eating soup as a main dish. You know. If your dad was Campbell's, I guess you could. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dad's not Campbell's. <laughs> <laughs> i just have a, an image of your childhood you're just sitting just please sir may i have another your dad's like no you're cutting into the fries yeah get out of here we're a canning shop here um yeah so so yeah really good and then a couple nights before that uh i went to um brighton beach which is yeah like by coney island in new york yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. it's famous supposedly this is like this is like russian central usa oh i didn't know that i didn't know that that's little russia in new york okay okay wait wait wait. when you're when you're walking around there the stores are like all the names are in russian you know all the restaurants are in russian okay But I'm curious now that you mentioned the Ukraine thing. Is there a little Ukraine in New York too? Probably next to Little Russia. Hopefully, hopefully. hopefully. (laughs) For now. Hopefully, it's still there. No. (laughs) Apologize. I apologize. Terrible (laughs) joke. 
Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, first of okay, first of all, I get in literally the first traffic light I'm at in Little Russia. Okay, it was red light. I was just waiting there. All of a sudden, it, it, there's a car just drives onto the side of oncoming traffic and just cuts into the front and then waits at the red light. And then another car comes also on oncoming traffic, just revs it as hard as he can and goes right through the red light. <laughs> like, what is happening here? <laughs> Welcome to little Russia. Just like this, I guess this is how they drive in Russia over here. I've not. seen the, the Instagram videos of the Russian drivers and they yeah. are crazy. <laughs> I guess that's why they all need dash cams. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I was cutting him off because he cut me off. So who's really yeah, a fool? through a red light, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, I was just nuts seeing that. But um, yeah. So then we went to uh, an Uzbekistani U restaurant. Oh, Uzbekistan with the U. Yeah, Uzbekistan. Yeah, I've heard of that country. Yes. <laughs> I, no, I mean, look, there is a chance that you made up a country name right there. But I've heard of that Stan and, and Jim's like, you know, all those Stan ones, I don't I don't know. There must there must be a ton there. Yeah. Chavlakistan, you know. Chavlakistan. You, you might have been there. Suvlakistan, you know. <laughs> now that sounds like a delicious place to visit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um so yeah, it was just a small little place, very, very, very homey. And uh, yeah, it's just very interesting because when you go in, you know, um, the, the Uzbekistani people are like, they're, they're, they're darker skinned, like almost, you, you know, Arabic looking, but they speak fluent Russian. So it was kind of like, like very interesting to, to, to see. Um, but the food was phenomenal. Yeah, we had um, like a traditional Uzbekistani salad and soup. I I can't remember the names. Another of it. Think... soup. Yeah, another soup. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. There was more. There was more. Okay. That was the appetizers. Okay, we had. Oh, soup you didn't have soup like... as your meal. No, Five no, no, seconds no. ago, you were telling me you love soup as your meal. I just assumed. I do, I do, I do. But there was so much to try there. Okay. That you know, okay. we had to have. This was just an appetizer, just a small portion of the traditional Uzbekistani soup, which I think was right. called like go goju or goja, something like that. Um. Yeah, then I had these uh, dumplings. They're Ooh, kind of like dumplings. They're called love dumplings. Malty or yeah, melty, malty, something like that. But it was filled with uh, yeah, ground beef and uh, onions. And uh, it comes good. with sour cream, which is very interesting. So is it fried? It's like it's steamed. I think. I think it's steamed. Because hmm. fried yeah. fried with sour cream would be pretty good. Steamed, I've never had with sour cream. Yeah, well, supposedly even I've had other Russian dumplings and stuff like that. They put sour cream frequently on hmm. on their dumplings. Okay. I like yeah. sour cream. I think it's good. Yeah. yeah, they put sour cream and dill. That's what they like to put on there. Yeah. So it's tzatziki sauce. That's what sour cream and dill is. I mean, a little bit, yes. <laughs> that's the ingredients in it. <laughs> There's other stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, because uh, yeah, there's like lemon juice and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, and then we had some uh, some kebabs that were. You gotta have the kebab. That's right. So it was it, one was called lubla or something that was ground beef, okay. and the other one was uh, lamb chops. And oh my mm. goodness. That w- those were the best lamb chops I've ever eaten in my life. A lamb chop or lamb on the kebab? No, no, no. It was a la- it was lamb chops. Yeah, yeah. They just called it kebab, but it wasn't like on a stick. Oh, yeah. so where they the gave it to you? The other one was on a stick. So the lamb but... chop was actually like the and you eat it off the bone. Yeah, eat it off the bone. Those yeah. if you cook that right, that's a really good meat. Oh my god, it is. It was the best one I've had, and I eat lamb chops a lot. And it's hard to get them cooked bowl. right. Yeah, yeah, and. We, we we cook it pretty well, but but by golly, by golly, <laughs> best lamb chops I've ever eaten. If it wasn't the last thing we ate that night, I would have ordered three more rounds of that because it wow, was so good. Yeah. no, it was just what salt on top. No 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 no, there was a whole bunch of different spices. It tasted like there was some citrus on there. Yeah, there was a bunch of different spices. It just tasted really good, and it was cooked to perfection. So. Mm. That's lamb is the kind of thing that I don't even cook. Because if you cook it like 30 seconds too long, it's just tough. Yeah. So it's so hard to get a perfect. But if you get a perfect, it is delish. Well, if your profession is yeah. to cook lamb properly, then yes. <laughs> so I wanted to diverge this 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 topic uh, into just the idea of um, – oh, I forgot to mention something. There was so, – I guess they don't get a lot of Americans, like just just like traditional American-looking people there. Because oh, okay. there was a lady that kept staring at me. Well, you're a good-looking guy. Moment. You're a good-looking guy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, yeah. you've I've I've stolen glances, you know. <laughs> but yeah, then they tried to pass it off as like, oh, you know, um, you you look Georgian or something like that. Are you are you are you American, you know, or or Georgian, you know? And you so, do look a little Russian, though. Do I? Yeah. It's because your skin is pale like mine. Like, the paleness, you know, it's just, I think it fits. Right, right, right. But yeah, so I wanted to diverge into international foods. We're going to talk about food oh, again. I love, yeah. Wait. I'm putting this on the record right now. Every time I want to talk about food, you shame me. You ring the bell. Shame. Shame. And now I'm shaming you back. Okay. 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 First of all, it's because you talk a lot about fast food. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that we're going to the semantics now. Oh, (laughs) you got me. You got me with the semantic gun. <laughs> Gotta pull out that semantic gun whenever I can. So <laughs> I mean I love food. Yeah, so so what are your favorite international foods? Like what have you had that's pork bun is the best. I don't think anything can beat a pork what bun. That is. Yes. Pork, pork bun Chinese food, guys, traditional Chinese food. Yeah. It's kinda like if the nations around the world got together and they were like, we want to make the perfect food. And then they all put their ideas together and they came up with the pork bun. That's what Steamed it is. or baked? 
the baked with the just the glaze on top. <laughs> really funny. Of oh, course, the one with the and I had pork buns yeah, yeah. yesterday. I think I sent you a picture. I know. Oh, you sent me a picture. I was so upset. Oh, they were so good. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So pork buns. It's like three years I since I've had pork buns. Now, I was, so I was supposed to get them this weekend. I was so upset. My mom, I said, what time do I need to be there? Because I had to go to Jersey. And my mom was like, 12 o'clock. We're leaving at 12 o'clock. And I was like, okay. You know, I'll get there maybe like 10 to 12, you know, a little bit early. I get there. My mom's not even ready. My dad's sitting downstairs like, hey, I didn't know you were coming so early. And I'm like, mom said be here by 12. We're going to 12. He's like, well, camera's not coming until 1240 or whatever, 1230. It turns out the thing wasn't until 1. Or or twelve forty five or whatever, and my mom was just like, "Oh, I gotta back calculate some time for Jim to get ready," and she just gave me the time. <laughs> I was so upset. I was like, "Oh, now what am I gonna add an hour to every time you give me?" Because my plan was to get pork buns on the way there and fridge them, but I didn't have time because dim sum wouldn't have been open that early. You know, yeah. like it doesn't open at like it opens like eleven thirty, I think. Yeah. And I wouldn't have been able to like get there, order, get it, and then go to my parents. Go back to your parents, yeah. Yeah, but next time I'm in Jersey, we're definitely doing that. I'm getting on the way. 100%. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. But what are are the like international foods? Okay. Pork bun has to be the top. Um, Name your top five. Top five. Let me go through a few and then you. Pork bun, Chinese food. Is number one. Number one. Sushi has to be up there, top five. It's in the top five. Oh, well, where are you gonna put it? Number two? Sushi is is your is your second most favorite. I gotta I gotta list them out F- first because I haven't thought about this. Okay, okay. There's okay. definitely the gyro or gyro has to go no, in no, there. No. You said the same thing twice. Gyro or gyro. Oh, that's right. Gyro or gyro. <laughs> that's right. You could tell how much I care about the pronunciation. <laughs> I'm like, give I was me the- see which one you pronounce it as, gyro. Okay, gyro. Uh, that's got to be up there. And when I say gyro, that includes any sort of platter or thing that comes from like a halal guys type thing. That's okay. in there. Ooh, what else? This is pizza considered American? I feel yes. like it is. I feel like Italians would get angry at us, but they don't eat pizza there, like the way we eat pizza here. You know. <laughs> Um, what other ethnic food? So non-American food. I'll give you poutine was pretty good. That I'll have to put that on the list because put a Canadian bitch in the top five. Well, I'm listing them out here of like what do I actually go out of my way to get? Right. Um, the one not on here. The Indian food has to be on there too. Any sort of the tikka masala or the butter chicken with the garlic naan. Right. That's on there. Um, if I'm thinking specifically Russian though, no, none of them have made it to the top, but to be fair, to be fair, I don't, I wouldn't know if I've had many Russian dishes because I don't, I don't, I wouldn't know it if I got served it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not saying for Russian. I'm just saying we're we're talking about international. Let me think what else. I'm surprised. Yeah, go ahead. Arepas aren't. Oh, arepas. They got to be up there. They got to be up there. After the fact, how many times do I get yelled at to go get arepas for this guy? You you know why I forgot? That's more than I ever get to go get sushi (laughs) or even pork buns. I feel like arepas are the list over here. Here's the thing with the rapas. I've asked you for it so many times, and you've 
crushed my dreams to so many times. It just, I've just been this, I've like, I guess Steve doesn't love me enough to serve me food. That's what makes you really love your rapas is that, am I going to get it this time? <laughs> no. It, you know, it, 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 it's just like, just out of, out of your reach. And sometimes you get that, that oh, I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll let you reach it, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes you'll be like, we can get it if you come early. Yeah. You're like, oh, I got to wake up for it now. Yeah, right. next next time I'm in that area, I'm going to do that too. That's good. Papers are good. Um, that's probably it. The ones I named. If I can't think of yeah. it, I probably don't like it that much. Yeah. My favorite's always any of the Asian foods is always all at the top of my list. Oh, that's um, right. You're a Thai guy. I didn't yeah, mention Thai, Thai. Japanese, Chinese, um, Korean, Vietnamese, all of that is like way at the top love all that but if you had but okay hold on a second now you're just mixing a lot of a lot of asian cultures in here and some of their foods are definitely better than others you know yeah if you had to just group them because you said you have chinese japanese uh you had the um i forget which oh the vietnamese which is the soup the thai and indian is in there too and then if we wanted to count filipino we didn't really have much filipino though yeah i haven't had much filipino food uh what i have had it's very sweet also near the bottom because yeah, of yeah. that yeah yeah no for me it would definitely be i think thai at the top really yeah then it would be japanese because of the versatility of japanese cooking there's just so much right, that right. Counts japanese cooking yeah. Then what's left? Vietnamese and Chinese. Chinese again for that that versatility, and then Vietnamese with the. So pho. let me just ask you a direct question here. Mm -hmm. You're under oath, okay? There's no there's no lying here. People's feelings may get hurt. They might be mine. All right. Would you put dim sum above Thai? Ooh, this yeah. is a close one. You put yeah. dim sum above Thai. Dim sum is amazing. It's the best. That's got to be the best. Yes. Do you yeah. remember? So that's like an endeavor, right? <laughs> One, it's expensive because yeah. you're eating yeah. a lot. Two, you're not eating for the rest of the day. <laughs> Three, you got to wake up early for dim sum. Oh, yeah. Do you remember before we had dim sum? We didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And then we started to eat dim sum. And, and I think I probably took you. And it was just like pork buns and shrimp dumplings. That's it. Yeah, I was like, it. I don't want to stray outside the, the, the realm. Yeah. And now that we're older, like I'll eat anything there, you know? Right. Oh, you still with the crab? You'd still eat those crab cakes? Oh, not those. Those nasty. <laughs> but I was thinking like the pepper, the pepper with the shrimp, with the sauce that they sear, that would be delicious. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, not definitely not that tofu jelly meat thing. Definitely not yeah. that. That was not good. No, but they have a yeah. lot of stuff there I'd eat. Yeah. No chicken feet. Yeah. No chicken feet. <laughs> so yeah, so um let's see how if you can guess. So I, I wanted to look into just what are the most popular international foods here in the United States. Mm. So if people want to get international food through Grubhub going out, um and so the list that I found was actually through Google searches. So what was the most Googled type of food? Like 
this type of restaurant near me. Oh, like Mexican, American, Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But obviously American gets gets excluded. Okay. So what do you think was the number one international food requested here? Like the most popular international food? For the whole states. For all of the United States in America. (sighs) This is tricky. Because I know on the coast it's got to be Chinese. Like that's it's got to be. But I don't know about the whole middle of the country. I don't really see someone in Utah or like Oklahoma being like, yeah. Well, where is the majority of the population? Yeah, they're the, they're the coast. Here on the coast. They're the coast. All right, let's go with Chinese. Let's go with Chinese. Chinese it's got to right. be right. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting. Why did you say by the coast it's definitely Chinese? Uh, I've traveled a lot and in the other states, they don't do Chinese food. They do like, they do like, um, what is it? Like a Panda Express. Like mm-hmm. when I was in, the, I've been to like a lot of states, probably like 20 or 30 and the non coast ones, their version of Chinese food was like Panda Express. When I'm like, oh, let's get Chinese. It, that's what I was saying. I was like, let's get Chinese. And they're like, oh, like at the mall. And I'm like, What? Like, isn't there a local place? You know, like they didn't, they don't have that. Right, right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So Chinese, <clears throat> number one international food in the United States. Um, so actually the top states for that, that Chinese food is most popular are the number one state is New Jersey. New Jersey is the number one state that Chinese food is most popular. I love Then it's Delaware, New York, and Connecticut. So as you can see, like it's interesting. It's the like the northeast, the east coast, actually. Yeah. So not even the west coast. The west coast Chinese food's not that not the most popular. No. The east coast is Chinese food popular. Well, the west there. coast has to battle for Mexican, and then the the southern, like the Florida areas, they got to battle for the Cuban and the South American. So right. the east coast up northeast, what do we got here? We got kind of Canadian, but there's no Canadian takeout. There should be more. There should be more. <laughs> so yeah, so Chinese food is the most popular ethnic cuisine in 22 out of the 50 states. Wow. That's the most popular. Yeah. Okay. Um so what do you think are the top Chinese dishes in the United States that are ordered? Got to be lo mein and chicken and broccoli. They got to be up there. Both, both are not up there. No. Okay, hold on a sec. Then let me take a let me redo my thought process. So I'm thinking Jim's thinking, what do I like to eat? <laughs> I don't like either of those dishes. You oh, like okay. lo mein. I love lo mein. Yeah. yeah, but I was thinking what is actually the most popular, and I think those are the most popular, but I think people who search for things are not our parents, and that's our parents' generation of food. The Our generation of food is absolutely like the General So's chicken, the wonton soup, the Kung Pao chicken. That's going to be... That's going to be the most popular. So number one is General Tso's chicken. You yeah. said it. In fact, it's also the number four most popular ordered item in all of Grubhub. Right, right. So using, but this is my point. Using Grubhub, yeah. my parents would never use Grubhub. Right. But we would, and we would get General Tso's. All right, I got to put my frame of reference into the old millennial. That's right. Elder so, yeah, millennial. So- uh, here, are the, here are the top dishes: General Tso's chicken, hmm. 
crab rangoon. Oh, I love crab rangoons. Really? I put I put I, I'm like who who likes what? crab rangoon? It's yeah. fried what? crab with cheese. Oh, that's disgusting. How is that even Chinese? I don't even know. <laughs> First coming of all, from the guy like who you coming from the guy who was eating a grape with a chicken nugget and like a piece of ketchup. I don't what know. What are you talking about? <laughs> you had that Christmas appetizer thing. I mean, you're talking about big wrapped and bacon stuffed with brie cheese. Yeah, whatever. With chicken nugget and ketchup. That's. <laughs> Those are synonymous to you? In oh my head, my I thought you just took a fruit, a meat, and like a sauce, and you just mixed them. <laughs> I'm just like, that sounds like a crab ragoon. Somebody was like, let's take a fish and a cheese and fry it. Oh my god, no, definitely not. That's <laughs> disgusting. So, so, yeah, number two is crab ragoon. Then it's egg roll. Okay, egg and roll. Chicken, which is just basically general Tso's chicken with sesame <laughs> Okay, let's take a second. What what really is sesame chicken? Is it's, it it's with sesame Is the guy in the back just like, hey, we need sesame chicken? Oh shoot. Uh uh, put some sesame seeds on it. Go, 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 and send out the door. <laughs> yes, exactly. Then it's wonton soup. Okay, Love those are the top soup. five. Okay. But I didn't like crab rangoon on there. And I was like, I don't understand how that's number two. I want to eliminate that and add the number six, which is fried rice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised you were okay with an egg roll and you don't like crab rangoon. Egg roll's fine. Egg roll comes egg roll comes with every dish. Yeah. When you go get Chinese food, it literally comes in every dish. So does the so. fortune cookie. How good is yeah. that? How good is that? <laughs> How like good is a fortune cookie? cookie. You, ever tell, you ever tell someone, hey, what's your favorite cookie? Oh, the fortune cookie. I love the cardboard orange flavor that it gives me. Got a little hint of vanilla in it. <laughs> cardboard with, you know, a splash of vanilla. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think is the number two number most popular international dish? It's got to be, it's got to be. Ooh, it's close. If pizza is allowed to be on the list, I feel like pizza, but Mexican has a lot of people like it. I'm going to go with pizza, though, if that's allowed to be on the list. Pizza, we already already told you was American. Oh, okay. So that doesn't count. Okay. Let me go with Mexican, then. Mexican is right. Yes. Yes. Love it. So strong has the love of taco become here that tortillas began outselling hot dog buns in 2010. (gasps) That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> so, in fact, around 9% of this country's, all of this country's restaurants are Mexican. 9%? Of all the restaurants. Wow. In restaurants, yeah. That's, that's crazy high. Yeah. So, the top five states where Mexican is the most popular ethnic food. Oh, you would guess Arizona, Texas, Nevada, <laughs> Arkansas, and New Mexico. Wow, look at that. New Mexico likes Mexican. <laughs> they got some new flair in it, you know. Right, exactly. You know, you know what? You, know, you, you notice that it's all like the Southwest. So like right. Chinese was dominated in the Northeast and right. then Mexican is Southwest over there. But let me ask you, since since you actually do like Mexican, Pretending that Taco Bell wasn't the best Mexican establishment in the country. Pretending that wasn't the case. The best Mexican food, I would never say Taco Bell's the best Mexican food. Look, I'm not asking your wallet. I'm asking you. 
<laughs> what what do you like? What what kind of Mexican food do you like? Like in general? Um, typically I'll go for um chimichangas or fajita. what is a chimichanga? Is that the fried thing? Yeah, it's a deep fried burrito. <laughs> a de- okay, deep fried burrito. All right, which I think is American still, you know, but. Uh... Yeah, I think I think it's American still, but you know, I think the burrito is 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 Mexican, and we just like let's make it let's make an American deep fry it. You yeah, know? and I that's agree. what I like. Yeah. Okay, yeah, just make yeah. it work. I've yeah. never had one. Chimichanga? No. Never. Do you like burritos? Yeah. So you would probably like a chimichanga. Yeah. I'm I'm a little worried. First of all, you need to start appreciating my palate, Jim, because every time I've told you something is better. You've eventually said Steve was right. This is coming from Egg Roll Guy. I, I have it on the pod right now. People, there are listeners out there who heard you say crab ragoon is worse than an egg roll. They yes. People heard you say that. Yes, it's gross. Egg rolls crab are so ragoon. bad. They're legitimately the worst item in Chinese food. They're so bad, They the Chinese food restaurant owners know... When they send it to you, they're like, this is – not only is this so bad, no one's going to buy it. It's inedible. We're going to ship it off with some sauce. And they're like, you know what? Give them some egg roll sauce. Oh, shoot. We don't have egg roll sauce because it's so bad. All right, give them our best sauce, the duck sauce. Give them the duck <laughs> sauce. So obviously I've had bad egg rolls. When you have an egg roll and the wrapper it's in is mm. translucent – because of how much grease it's on and then you like pull it out and your hands are greasy and it's just dripping uh, grease off. It almost makes me sick to my stomach even just thinking about it. Those are bad egg rolls, okay? Very bad egg rolls. But you can have good egg rolls. And yes, good egg rolls will always surpass. I'm getting us crab ragoons next time. I'm getting us crab ragoons. <laughs> no, I don't want to make you eat one. I don't want to eat a crab ragoon. You're going to eat one. Gross. You're going to be like, Jim's so delicious. I don't know why I wasn't listening to you. So Mexican cuisine is the most popular ethnic cuisine in 27 of the states. Mm. Yeah. And the top five Mexican food dishes, Jim, what do you think they are? Burrito. Burrito's on there. Quesadilla. Also on there. Enchilada. No, enchilada. Taco. Also not on there. It was further down on the list, but because there's certain things – that you would order, oh yeah, that just obviously get higher because. Oh uh, okay. Uh, does chips and guac on that list? Guac was also on the list, but further down still. So the top five, I'll just say it. Number one is nachos. Number one. Nachos, yeah. Then it goes quesadilla, fajita, burrito, and salsa. Salsa. You can see Must it be chips and salsa. Chips and yeah, salsa. Yeah, just because people order chips and salsa. Nachos yeah. number one. Mm-hmm. This is America. I'm. I'm you go. Um, you go. You got to realize nachos are served even if it's not a Mexican establishment. You go to any bar and they'll have nachos. But I'm wondering. I'm wondering how many people how many actually nachos? order nachos. A lot. I've had nachos a ton of times. Yeah. I've never had nachos with you. I've known really? you for like 20 years. You've never said never to, me, said to me, Jim, let's get nachos. Ever. At any restaurant we've ever been at, ever. It's true. Which is weird. I like nachos. You obviously like nachos. Mm-hmm. But we've never said, like, let's get nachos. Well, we don't really go out ever. No, nah, it's been COVID, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, Jim doesn't take me out on too many dates, guys. Yeah, yeah. So. You're an expensive date. <laughs> okay, number three, Jim. Oh, I guess now? Yeah, number three, the uh, third most popular. Third most popular. I'd probably go Japanese. Okay. All right, it's definitely on the list, Japanese. But the third most popular is Italian. Italian takeout? Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Yeah. I'm scared to ask what's even on this list. Because Italian food, you know... It's all the classics, Jim. The top the top six, because I number five, I think, is, is nonsense. I don't even know how it got voted as... As being part of Italian food, being an Italian, I I just like want to eliminate I thought it. Thought you were Russian. But, no, no. <laughs> but number one is garlic bread. Number Ooh. two is lasagna. Three spaghetti and meatballs. Four is just pasta with tomato sauce. Number five that I need to eliminate is mac and cheese. And number six is ravioli. Who's getting takeout lasagna? Was Garfield shopping on Grubhub? <laughs> who's, who's getting takeout lasagna? I've never, I've never, with any friend in my whole life, been like, no, let's no, get okay. takeout. So this list isn't about takeout. Oh, okay. This list is the most popular international foods for oh, the United States. Oh, that's right. In terms of searches. Mm. And then among that, what are the most popular within there? Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Italian would be there. I see a lot of Italian restaurants around. Yeah. And I think I think that's pretty popular to shop at. Right. So yeah. It started out as the food of the poor looked down on as a cheap and nasty as cheap and nasty. It became more popular in the nineteen forties, particularly in New York, and then in the nineteen seventies, eighties, and entered the realms of fine dining. Okay. So what makes you think Italian food is the most popular? <laughs> Northeast. New York, New Jersey. Yeah. Yes. Where we are. Where all the Italians are. <laughs> where all the mobs are. Yes. Number four. Maybe I'll just read them to yeah, you. Yeah, just read them out. Yeah. So number four is Thai. Hmm, your favorite. Yeah. So um, unlike most ethnic foods, Thai came to the States before its people did. So like we didn't have Thai immigrants into the country. I think until... I heard of a Thai spiracy. You just said that. And it, a thing popped in my head. I saw a YouTube video of them saying that the 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 government over there pushed people to learn how to cook Thai food, and they moved to the states and just opened up Thai restaurants. Is that real? Yeah, I was just about to say. Oh it. no! It wasn't until the early 2000s that Thai really took off. As part of its economic program, the Thai government began training chefs and sending them out across the world to boost cultural growth and tourism. Yeah, it was a Thai spiracy. They said, look, we're going to infiltrate these countries with Thai spies. And the best way to do it is through food. No one assumes a chef is a spy. Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> Man. And you fell for it. You fell right into their I clutches. Love I, love that. I love that spy food, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it from now on. Whenever you're like, oh, I want Thai, I'm just going to say spy food. But a state with the highest uh, interest in Thai food is Alaska. That's where you were converted. I, I can personally vouch for this. Yes. In fact, uh, Fairbanks, Alaska, which is where I was at, 
has one of the highest ratios of Thai restaurants per capita, like the amount of Thai restaurants per population, where there's one restaurant for every 1,300 people. <laughs> That's insane. In Fairbanks, Alaska. Yeah. There's a lot of Thai restaurants there. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was living there, it was like one Mexican place, one Italian place, you know, and then like 230 Thai places. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine that. Like, imagine that in our hometown, which has like 10,000 people, you'd have like 10 Thai restaurants. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere you look. Another Thai restaurant, yes. They're like Starbucks. <laughs> so the top five Thai dishes are Pad Thai. Okay. Pad Siu, which is the drunken noodle. Oh, love that. Tom Kagai, which is the coconut soup. Ooh, that's good too. Tom Yum, which is a sour soup. I like that. And Thai curry. You Don't know, like that. Red, green. So good. So mm. good. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, that is your favorite. Okay. Number five most popular, Indian. Mm. You like yeah. Indian though. You and I have eaten I Indian. Do, I do like Indian food. I I can't eat it too much because it just messes with my stomach. Yeah. I can't deal with the spice level, like the amount of spices in there. Not spicy. But, like, the sheer amount of spices in there, my stomach is like, what is happening? There's, like, fireworks in here. <laughs> I had a uh, take-home yeah. thing, a Blue Apron thing that had an Indian wow. dish in it. And I just took most of that out and just added less, like, of the cumin and the other, like, spices that they had. And it tasted just as good. It just, right. like, didn't kill my stomach. Right, exactly. Yeah, I think that's what's needed. I think but, they get yeah. desensitized a bit because they have it so much, and so then they keep adding more. They're like an addict for their size. <laughs> I can't yeah. even taste it anymore. It needs more. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm dying. So again, the state that had the highest Indian food is New Jersey. New Jersey. It's got to be Jersey, dude. We have Little India here in New Jersey. New right Jersey. by you, Edison. Right by me, yeah. Yeah, then uh, followed by uh, Washington, Maryland, and Massachusetts. Washington State or D.C.? Washington State. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Um, top three Indian foods, butter chicken, mm. tandoori chicken, and samosa. I like those. Yeah. Number six, Japanese. I'm surprised it was so far down on this list, I'll be honest. I really thought it was going to be like above Italian Japanese I, I, food. You know, I, well, many people get sushi. Like, you know, as, I, I think, you know, I think that's you and me are part of the younger generation, you know? Right. Our parents' generation, you, you won't catch them getting sushi. Right. They don't, they like fish, but I've never, I've never seen my parents say, let's go get Japanese food. Right. And maybe that's why. Maybe the the Japanese restaurants are still growing as as our population ages in. I think so. I mean, I've started to see so many more, you know, Japanese barbecues, ramens, mm -hmm. you know, uh, hot pots, things like that, just popping up all over the place. Um, yes, yeah, sushi restaurants. I like you said. The first time I brought my parents to eat sushi, I think was when they visited me in Alaska, they loved it. Yeah. You know, first so time having it. You know, how old am I at that point? You know, I'm in my, my mid twenties. So. My parents had it before they had it before I took them and right. they were just like, we don't like sushi. 
And then when we had our friend uh, Kevin, who worked at the sushi place, um, back when we were, I think, college, he did it in the summers or whatever. Do you remember that place across from the movie theater? He used to be a sushi chef. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like I, I, I ate more sushi because he was there all the time. So then I was just like yeah. hanging with him. I would eat sushi, and my parents, I took them there, and I was like, oh, like Kevin, can you pick out the ones? they would like and they were like wow this is really good and then my then uh he asked my parents like well what did you have before and they were like well we had like the the regular roll which turned out to be like the california roll which has like no flavor and actually no fish and then they would dunk it in the soy sauce it's like soy sauce with nothing yeah and then they had (laughs) the one where it was just like a piece of tuna on the rice the Mm -hmm. sashimi but again, you have to really like fish to want sashimi. Right. And so they were like, oh, this is sushi. We don't like it. And then now they have all the fancy rolls with all the flavors and it's delicious. Right. You know how much I love sushi. I'll put myself before you if we're having sushi. That's <laughs> true. All the time. All the time. So yeah, so Hawaii is the leading state for Japanese food. And then on the mainland, the Carolinas followed by California, Washington, and New York. Love Japanese food. And the four, top four Japanese food, number one, sushi. Number two, ramen. Number three, tempura. And number four, Japanese curry, which I love Japanese curry. I wonder if hibachi's popular, too. Hibachi's popular, yeah. First of all, trying to find lists of these things was so difficult (laughs) for some strange reason. Yeah. Okay. Finally, the last most popular international food is Korean. Hmm, that's got to be recent also. Yeah. So, again, Hawaii and its capital, Honolulu, is the undisputed capital of Korean food in America. Korean food is twice as popular in Hawaii compared to the runner-ups, Nevada and California. And then wow. Washington State came in fourth. So, yeah, they love I, Korean food. In you know, I don't think we've had much korean food we've eaten the same food like the bibimbap and like a few korean barbecue things but i don't think to the extent we've had chinese food like we've had everything on the chinese menu probably yeah at some point like i've had i feel like korean's been more of a recent thing i didn't eat korean until um college and yeah it was bibimbap and stuff like that and oh i take it back i've had i had korean neighbors and they brought us to a korean restaurant but they brought us to Korean barbecue, and that, of course, oh, is just right. Korean. Sure. Yeah. Um, there's nothing too special about it. But yeah, in terms of like um, all sorts of different cultural dishes, no. I mean, yeah. So just the classics is is what I've had uh, recently. I had uh, tofu soup hmm. um, at a Korean place. I've never tried that before. It's really good tofu soup. So, and you get to customize it how you want. Yeah. Okay. It's like a ramen dish. I know you love soups. I'm just glad to see that there's no ramen place on this top list because it's garbage. None of the... Ramen was at the top. Yeah, it was in Japanese. number two. No, I'm saying there's no pho here. Well, pho is Vietnamese. Well, didn't make it to the top, Steve. Didn't make it. It's not on the list. Nobody wants that. You know the first time I had pho? culture gym is in international foods here. I worked with a Vietnamese. Pho and ramen are the same thing. Oh my goodness! 
It's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I work with every this. Japanese person and Vietnamese person is rolling in their graves right now. <laughs> well, if they're dead, then they ain't rolling, Steve. <laughs> so yeah, the top Korean dishes are bibimbap, kimchi, and japchae, which are the glass noodles. Oh. Yeah. So that's it. So do you I, I think you did pretty well in, in guessing what were the top yeah, we love know, eating out. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I would say. I would say. I would say we both, you know, eat a like we're pretty adventurous in terms of eating. Yeah, you know, Jim does. I think fall more into the less adventurous than I am. He'll yeah. go back to the the classics. You know, brownies, <laughs> Domino's. <laughs> what? What? You? Uh, why did you look at me and say? Oh, you know this guy. He'll go back to those old classics, brownies. As if brownies are bad. They're one of the best desserts ever. They're like literally one of the top desserts ever. It's fine if you bake them. What's wrong with that? Jim gets the like cosmic brownies and the little bites. I mean, the little bites are good. (laughs) Look, stop trying to split this country apart. You're segregating us based on cost and income. I'll eat a cosmic brownie for fifty cents. Make your own brownies is cheaper. <laughs> Look, I'll I'll have Betty Crocker or I'll have a cosmic. You know, I'll have whatever. I'm not a brownie discriminator. Don't paint me as one. I think I think I'm most surprised that there aren't more fusion restaurants. You know, that's that's sort of a thing. But like a KFC Taco Bell together. That's that's just like the, the image when you said that in my head was two toilet stalls next to each other, and one had KFC and one had Taco Bell. That's not what I meant at all, but that was perfect. No, I mean, I, I think it's hard to have fusion. There are some that'll just be like. Asian fusion that'll just do, you know, some sushi, some Chinese food, <laughs> some Thai. But they do it all you know, mediocre, right? They do, they it, do all, it all mediocre. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying you read off these lists, and apparently, and well, we would agree there are good foods from each of these places, right? But they're also bad foods. Why? Yeah. Why are you making the bad foods? Just, just people make. Like them. Obviously, people have ordered it, or else they wouldn't even put it on. But the there's got to be so few people that order it. Forget those people, right? <laughs> like if you just stuck to the core, yeah. like top there's five. There's gonna be some people ordering crab rangoon. You know, I don't know why. That was on the top five. It was on the top five. Make it, yeah, yeah. I I say just make like make the top ten of like two places and just make them good. Don't stretch yourself thin. Don't make sesame chicken and general sauce chicken. Just make one. We we all right. an, an orange chicken. That's another one. They're all the That's same. Also general sauce chicken. Yeah, they're all look. They're all <laughs> they the same. a little more orange death. <laughs> they're all the same. Look, and then then yeah. if you want, you can say no spice, medium spice, and high spice, and maybe maybe general sauce is your high spice or whatever. You know. Right. Throw some more of the. They have the little red peppers that they put in there. You know. Chilies. Yeah. yeah throw a few more chilies in there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. Maybe we should open a restaurant. There we go. That's all we need. Yes. Yes. We'd just sell the best food. We'd have like chalupas. Chalupas. <laughs> Cosmic brownies. <laughs> Cosmic brownies. There'd be like poutine, pork oh, buns. Yeah, chaos. <laughs> 
That would be an amazing restaurant, but it would have to be something like uh, a drive-through only, because I wouldn't want to be a restaurant where where people are sitting. I'd want it to just be like, look, we're gonna make good food, but only the food we like, and you could drive right. through and yeah. How much do you think that costs? You could have a green curry with a side order of poutine. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. That's well, disgusting. well, no, you would have if if for the Thai section of our menu, you'd have only like the five dishes. Right. But the but they would come with their sides. They would come with rice if you got the curry, you know? Yeah. The poutine would be part of our, our American section. So it would be like the poutine, a burger, a hot dog, you know, maybe maybe we wouldn't have pizza because that's a whole different type of thing to cook. Yeah. Need a different oven for that. But like, you know, things you could grill, maybe cheesesteak, that would all be like there. Yeah. So right. you, you know, and fries, obviously fries. And so that's your five. And then people, or maybe poutine's the fries. You can't get regular fries. Whatever. You, know? <laughs> you have to order poutine, no sauce, no cheese. But you yeah. pay for the whole thing, you know. <laughs> Next thing you know, people be like, hey, can I get the sauce and cheese on the side? <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. The requests we used to get at McDonald's were probably just as Dude, we used to get. Like, let me get, I a, get a cheeseburger, no meat. No meat. Like, you no, it was a cheeseburger, cheese a cheeseburger, <laughs> no meat, no pickles, no onions. And then I remember the guy working back there came to me and he's like, he's like, so I just put cheese between two pieces of bread. I'm like, what are you, what are you ordering here? And then I was like, no, no, make sure you toast those buns. Cause it's a grilled cheese. <laughs> oh man, we should. We should go to McDonald's one time and just and just order those annoying things just to see. Let's just see what you guys comes. did that to me while I was working. <laughs> it was the worst. I feel like at some point we should do a what in our next. We did the chick sandwich comparison. In our next fast food comparison, we should try to order takeout from different places and fast food or whatever, and make a complicated order and see who gets it right. Ooh, yeah, but that's gonna vary place to place. That's true. The place is near me. We yeah, never, no. we don't even get the regular order right. <laughs> Dude, I wanted to send you a picture. Remember my Taco Bell? It's like it's under construction. Yeah. Legitimately, they flattened the whole place. They were like, "Look, there's nothing good left here. It's an empty lot right now. They're gonna rebuild it all." Oh my god! They're like, "We've messed up so many orders here. <laughs> we just gotta <laughs> get it out." <laughs> And the Chick-fil-A just opened with the second drive through lane. More traffic. It's like it did nothing. <laughs> it just made more people come. It's like, oh, now the line's moving. Well, cause they, I, I don't understand. They did the thing you were telling me that they did at Sonic, which was so confusing. They put two drive throughs but then one window. Yeah. So it's like you get to the window, and you don't know what order you're getting. And the you cars are, are like merging. They and... usually try to repeat the order to you <laughs> just to make sure. <laughs> it's so bad. Like you, you, you have all the cars coming in too long. It's like literally merging. Yeah. And so there's, okay, there was traffic at the back of the line when you had one line. And now you put the traffic at the front of the line because all the cars yeah. are merged. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> You've rebuilt the whole store. Put two windows in. We just want so, to get those orders in. Put so those you know, numbers out. You know what they did? You won't even believe it. When you drive, when you're over, I'll, I'll drive by. They took the window section, deleted. It is, it is an opening, an opening. It's just like as if you were in California 
and it's sunny, okay. except it snows. All right. And they walk the food out to your car. Wow. So it's okay. one window still, but the window is now a door. And it's just a big open gateway. It's like it's like a say, is it like a bank, you know, like a drive-through bank where there's multiple lanes underneath. The no, thing so and each one talks to the like a different teller. No, so like you go through the first part is where you're in the drive-through lanes and they talk, they take your order. Then you go into the pickup side where you're gonna pay, and there's like a big door, like maybe three sliding glass doors wide, mm-hmm. and. And then there are people who just walk out your food to your car and pay. Like if we're old school, they come out to your car. They're like, how do you want to pay? Oh, let me get the whole card reader out. They do the thing. They go back in. Right. Yeah, it's efficient. That's fine. Poor guys that have to be out there in the cold and the rain and stuff. But yeah. Or you could have just had windows on both sides. Oh, that's true too. Like any <laughs> other place ever. Yeah. Anyways, we're out of time. Oh, we're out of time. Yeah. Sorry oh. about that. You snuck in some fast food in there. <laughs> so yeah if you guys enjoyed us yeah uh, you can find us on any of your podcast uh stations or creativity level zero um are we still doing youtube jim are you putting us up on youtube uh, i'll put a few i haven't in a while put though few. okay put a few episodes we haven't been getting a lot of your faces yeah um yeah also if you, we have an uh, instagram or creativity underscore level uh level underscore zero the number zero and yeah join us live on twitch at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time uh, every Thursday, um, and join you. You get to interact with us. We can read your comments. You know, if you want to participate in our games and things like that, you can. We're creativity level zero again. The zero is the number zero. Thanks for joining. Thanks, guys.